Certainly, it is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome, everybody, to Wednesday, 5th day of February, 2020. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Big J, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Yeah? No, no I'm not good. What's the matter? Ah, my neck, my, my body. Your neck, your back? Yeah. Your P-word and your crack? <laughs> Who sings that song? Oh, Freak Like Me is the name of the song... I want to say, Anita Howard, you're going to have to look it up to I, confirm. I'm not going to look it up. Come uh, on. Look up Freak Like Me. I just know it's from the proposal. <laughs> well, it's not. I mean, it came out long before the proposal did, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, so my, my uh, you know, I, just, I need to get to the doctor, and I'm putting it off because that's a pain in the butt. Uh, well, you did go to the doctor while you were on vacation, right? No, I never did. Well, what the hell? That's the whole point. You yeah, said. well, it was feeling my life better got interrupted. Time? What happened? Uh, I, I I thought that I this is a long story that we don't need to get into. Either way, is I never ended up going to the doctor. Damn shit. And then it would get better. And then after vacation, obviously, I rested, meaning I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it felt better. And now it's just uh, you know, I gotta have my my whole neck removed. Oh, pickle Rick. Oh. Pickle Rick just fell down for no apparent reason. You better pick that up. Uh, the autographs will wear off. Uh, what, did you do something to tweak it? Nah, who knows? You don't know? I'm not a doctor. No, but I mean, you, the doctor will ask you this question, you understand, right? Yeah, well, I'll tell him, I'll tell, I'll tell the doctor exactly what happened. I did chores. What chores did you do? This is going back from initially when I heard it when I was raking the leaves. Oh, oh, oh. I thought, well, I meant recently to, to make it feel bad again. Oh, no, the, after vacation, it lasted about 10 minutes when I got back to work and it started right. hurting. Uh, maybe it's stress-related, Big J. No, it's not stress-related. Uh, coming up on the show today, Joel Hodgson from Mystery Science Theater 3000. He's going to be in that town here. Not very entertaining. On Sunday, uh, well, I was hoping to get some information, and you refused to share. Yep. And so we have ourselves a chance to chat it up with him. You're also going to have the chance to win some tickets to that show that's happening on Sunday, courtesy of us. That's how we like to roll. As well as another chance to qualify for that beautiful Lee Reed pair of earrings for Valentine's Day with the dating game in the 9 o'clock hour. Should be nice. Let's get started. Mm-hmm. Important stuff. Hey, what's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Brought to you by Carrington College. Start realizing your full potential with Carrington College's diverse range of affordable in-demand certificate and associate degree programs at their Boise campus. Hands-on training taught by experienced professionals in the field and externships that provide real-world experience to help prepare you for your first day on the job. To learn more, visit carrington.edu to get started. You've heard of the supermoon, Big J. You've heard of the full moon. You've heard of the lunar eclipse, but get ready. The snow moon is coming. Oh, God, man. Who's making money off these names? Somebody's got to be... Can't imagine anybody. Somebody's somebody's got to be coming up with all this stuff and putting it somewhere like in a calendar or... A t-shirt? Maybe those things you put on your desk and you rip off one day at a time. Uh, A day of the week calendar? Yes. That's the name of the full moon that's going to be lighting up the sky on February 8th and 9th. NASA says the so-called snow moon will reach its peak at 2.33 in the morning, Idaho time, on Sunday. Some experts say this qualifies as a supermoon, which is a phrase coined by NASA. That is, when a full moon appears at its closest point to Earth. Therefore, it seems slightly brighter and larger than a regular full moon. Why are they calling it a snow moon? Probably just because it's happening during the winter. It's a full-blood snow moon lunar thing. Eclipse. 
of the heart. Uh, yeah, I, you're right, though. I mean, I can't imagine, like, these are the first times these things have happened, but now people are paying a little bit more attention, which is weird, right? Yeah. But, you know what? It, it's probably because every single person, you know, when we were kids, nobody really cared about this stuff. But now, with everybody has a professional-grade camera on their hip, it makes it easier for you to Instagram things like a beautiful moon. You know what I mean? Right. And go, look at this. I put a filter on that son of a gun. It looks great. Big trade in baseball. Red Sox have agreed to trade American League MVP uh, Mookie Betts and pitcher David Price to the Dodgers for a package that includes Alex Verduga. ESPN reported last night the deal also involves the Minnesota Twins. Dodgers sending pitcher Ken Maeda to the Twins. Minnesota then sending pitching prospect Booster Gatterall to Boston. Los Angeles also getting cash from Boston in the trade, so another two All-Stars shipped off to the Dodgers as the rich get richer in baseball. That's how it works. Boston's probably just looking to disappear this season would be my guess. Let's get everybody off our payroll that makes a lot of money, and let's just have a bad season so nobody talks about the fact that we're getting punished for stealing signs and then maybe make a return in the following Right, yeah. Uh, but it's, a, it's an interesting look for the Red Sox to be sellers. Well, I'm sorry, Big J, but Robert Patterson has been declared the most handsome man in the world. That is according to the Daily Mail's rigorous analysis. The Daily Mail? Yep. Revelation comes after the October 29 news that Bella Hadid is the most beautiful woman in the world, according to science. What science, a cynic might wonder like you, Big J? According to the outlet, the Batman's eyebrows, eyes, jaw, nose, lips, and general facial shape were measured against the features of other male celebrities. And then uh, compared with the Greeks' notion of the facial perfection. And they were all put it together. According to the formula, Pattinson came out at 92.15 on the handsomeness scale. Second place is one of your favorites, Big J, Henry Cavill. Yeah, he should be first place. Uh, Bradley, you think Henry Cavill's the most handsome yes. man in the world? Yes. Handsomer than Zac Efron, yes. who you also like. Bradley Cooper was third, Brad Pitt fourth, George Clooney fifth, Hugh Jackman sixth, David Beckham, Idris Elba, Kanye West... Ryan Gosling all round out the top 10. Uh, by the way, in case you were curious, uh, Bella Hadid's percentage was 94.35 when it comes. I don't even know what that is. Is that terrible? Yeah, it is. Who well, is no, it? it's not terrible. It's uh, par for the course for us. I'm oh. starting not to know any who any of these people are. Is anymore. she a singer? I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I don't know who it is either. All right. I thought you did. I'm looking it up, though. Okay. Bella Hadid is. Is she an actress? She's an American model, Nick. Oh, okay. A model. Is she the most beautiful Victoria's Secret. Okay. I wouldn't have. Is she beautiful? Uh, she's okay. <laughs> she's no <laughs> Gal Gadot. Wouldn't but. kick her out of bed for eating crackers. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. That's your send new song of the day. That is Amity Affliction. It is Soak Me in Bleach here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, right around this time, Big J selected a movie starring Bruce Willis and the thing himself, the commission himself, the shield himself, Michael Chiklis. Big J, what was it called again, and how was it? Yeah, it was called 10 Minutes Gone, and uh, it, uh, that refers to, I think, how much time Bruce Willis spent making this movie. <laughs> Not prominently featured? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, he is, but he didn't spend much time, you know, paying attention to, to doing any real work there. Gotcha. Um, it, this is brought to you by MoviePass. So briefly, when you know they had money, uh, they had a they, studio they, thing. Yeah. yeah, they were they they were going to buy theaters, and they were going to. This is uh, this this could be one of the reasons why they they lost uh, their their rear end. Uh, are you okay there? I am. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, this movie is a, as a heist movie, and so the, the very first 10 minutes, I wanted to fall asleep. Uh, it is not good. It is not good at all. Poor Michael Chiklis. Because Michael Chiklis actually did the best in here as far as putting forth a performance. Mm -hmm. uh, Bruce Willis is cringeworthy. Like, just, I mean, you know, uh, for a period of time, you had a guy who you could you could rely on was going was gonna to do some work, right? No, man. He showed, I mean, he's stealing from these people. Because he, he just goes and I don't think he, he knows what he's doing and what, what movie he's in. It's just bad. And so you can tell right from the beginning that it's bad because he's the first thing that you kind of see in this. And it's a, it's about a heist, uh, this big bank robbery. and But it's not they're not robbing money necessarily. And so you've got obviously all the things that come with uh, the, the perfect and, and exquisite episode of Rick and Morty that came out this last season with the heist. You son of a bitch. Uh, you son of a bitch. You put together a team? There, no, there isn't. An, well, yeah, there is kind of another team. But, I mean, it's the whole thing. It's the Ocean's Eleven shenanigans of, you know, somebody's double-crossing somebody. But this is really predictable, and you see it coming a mile away. And But everything else, there, there's just no detail here. Uh, the, the effects are bad. It's just a bad movie. Huh. Like, it, it was no fun to watch. It was torture. It was the reason I hate doing this. Is Bruce Willis the bad guy? No, he's the good no, guy. No, he he's not a good guy either. He's like in charge of. He he helped put this group together, but he is also kind of in the um, uh, the dark on what's going on necessarily. Like who's screwing who's over here, uh -huh. and so it's just pff, it just wasn't a good movie. Wasn't good. Do not recommend. No, don't waste your time with this. If you watch this uh, on purpose and you get through the first half hour, I mean, give yourself some sort of prize or, or you know, sign yourself up for psychological help. Is this your way of saying that you didn't watch the whole movie? No, I watched the whole movie because I'm supposed to, but I really didn't want to. Like at, at 20 minutes in, I'm like, this is this is the kind of thing. This is the reason why, um, you know, the the streaming services uh, happen to have so much content on them that that you don't watch a lot of stuff anymore because you're like, I could just turn it. This is so bad. Like if you were stuck in a theater with this, that would suck. It would. Suck. The only way that this movie would be worthwhile is if you had Movie Pass and it, you were pretty much going to it for free, and you just wanted to have some popcorn. Gotcha. Gotcha. So not recommend. No. All right. Ten minutes later. That's what it's called. It might as well be. Ten minutes gone. Ten minutes gone is what it's called. And Big J says avoid it like the play. Residents living in and driving around Boise, Idaho, you better get ready to put down those damn phones. The Boise City Council voted unanimously yesterday in support of a proposed ordinance that aims at curbing distracted driving, meaning when you're in the driver's seat, your eyes need to be on your road and your hands need to be off your phone. The ordinance would ban the use of any handheld electronic device while operating a motor vehicle on the roadway within the city of Boise. Basically, it's uh, copying over what happened in Meridian at the turn of the year. Exceptions include, of course, reporting emergencies, police, fire, or medical emergency personnel using devices as part of their official duties, and when the driver is parked otherwise, pulled off or to the side of the roadway, it's okay as well. You just can't do it at stoplights. You can't do it uh, while you're driving, period, dot the end. Basically, they voted unanimously, and it sets the stage for a first, second, and third reading of the ordinance. If approved, it would take effect on July the 1st. And then, of course, for the first few months, much like they're kind of doing in Meridian right now, police would emphasis education, and then they wouldn't really write tickets. And then you got about, I think, about a month leeway, and then they start pulling you over and writing some tickets for it. 
That shouldn't be that e hard of a transition. We shouldn't be doing it anyways. Right. But we all know that people are. Like, I mean, I was looking at, in my rearview mirror and I saw people like, at, it was at a stoplight, granted. But I was like, man, everybody around me is on their phones. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then I checked my phone. No, but I looked around and I was like, oh, man, God. Then he sent me a message. I'm late. <laughs> I'm late. Uh, the Knicks fired President Steve Mills yesterday. General Manager Scott Perry to take over control of basketball operations as the team begins an immediate search for a new president. Knicks also fired head coach David Fisdale earlier in the season after just 22 games. Uh, the Knicks are a dumpster fire is really what it boils down to. When's Dolan going to fire himself? I don't think he can, or he would. Because that team, all it does is print money for him. Because fans still pay to see him in Madison Square Garden for some reason. Even though they've consistently been some of the worst teams in the NBA. Bring in Whoopi Goldberg to be the coach. Oh, I remember that movie. Eddie. Jacksonville Jaguars announced Tuesday that the team will play two consecutive games at London's Wimbledon Stadium next season. This is the beginning, Big J. They're trying to transition them to moving to London. I mean, two home games taken away from Jacksonville and sticking them in London well, for it. The owner would see it otherwise. Of course. Well, that's what he's saying. But I'm telling you, man, it seems very, very weird. It's not like the Jaguars are selling out their games either at home. So that's a part of the process. But I wonder if Minshew is big in England. Don't know. He's about to be. Cutoffs. Jaguars have played one game at Wembley Stadium pretty much every year since 2013. So they've been like the, I guess, the de facto team for international gaming in the NFL. But I don't know, man. I, I don't get it. I'll be perfectly honest. I don't. I don't think I want the International Football League. Do you? Oh, yeah. Why? Why not? It just feels like it's a lot of travel for well, all the You don't the have teams. to travel. No, I don't. But I don't. I feel like it's a weird thing to force somebody to do. I mean, traveling. I mean, it's not a well, short you gotta flight. Travel, you got to force the Miami Dolphins to travel across the country to go to a game. But not always. I mean, it actually be closer for them to fly probably to England than it would be to go over to California. But there are plenty of years where the Dolphins don't play a home a game in California. Sure. Now, if you're in the division of the Jaguars, you have to go out there at least once a year. And so it seems crazy to me, but it doesn't, it's not going to stop the NFL. They do nothing but crazy things, according to me. Slipknot is bringing back its Not Fest Roadshow for a second year after the success of last year's run. The roadshow begins in New York and goes all the way through Texas on June 25th. It really is a bunch of East Coast dates. With a couple of Midwestern stuff sprinkled yeah. in. Nothing really west of the Mississippi. Knotfest Roadshow is an offshoot of the original Knotfest, which was a def destination festival featuring dozens of bands. This time around, they're taking a day to remember on the road, under oath, and Code Orange with them. What a great lineup, it's a dude. a really good lineup. Whether it's one massive event or a smaller touring showcase, Corey Taylor, who happens to be the lead singer of Slipknot, told us not long ago that the band is focused on making Knotfest an unusual experience. When we put our name on something, it's going to be quality. You know, we don't just put our name on anything. We go above and beyond to really make sure that whatever we put our name on, we back it 110%. And it's something like this that, you know, we're basically branding our own festival we want to make sure that it is, it's top to bottom different than anything else that you would see out there. And, uh, you know, we've sent people to Knotfest before when it was a destination festival. Hopefully this thing will get expanded into a larger run and head on over to the West Coast in some case. And if that happens, we'll keep you updated. Jay on 100.3, the X rocks. Big J, we're going to the Internet for today's We're Going to Hell story. 
We talked about a lot of things when it came to the Super Bowl on Monday. Show recap when we thought about the commercials. One thing we didn't really touch on, however, was the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Booty shaking. Right. Yeah. And that left a lot of people very upset, Big J. Well, I think it, during it happened, I was like, hey, three, two, one, here comes the angry moms. Yep. And in this particular case, it's not a mom, but it is a pastor, Big J. His name is Dave Dallenmeyer. And Dave has officially announced that as a pastor, he has a plan to sue the National Football League for broadcasting unsolicited, quote, crotch shots and bringing them into his home during the Super Bowl halftime show. His hands were broken. He couldn't turn the channel. Well, he says that more importantly than that, that honestly, the Super Bowl halftime show jeopardized his eternal salvation. He has a, uh, a, a internet show that apparently has a following. Oh, God. And he was going live over this last week, and he says, quote, I'm going to sue. Would that halftime show, would that have been rated PG, Big J? What do you think? No. Were there any so. warnings that your 12-year-old son, whose hormones are just starting to operate, was there any warning that he was going to see something that might cause him to get sexually excited? Uh, yeah, the minute it was announced that Shakira, whose hips don't lie would be doing the halftime show. That was your first clue. And then there's J-Lo. So, yeah, I didn't expect it to be uh, fancy free. You know what I'm saying? He says he's going to sit down in a courtroom. He's going to present this evidence of whoever put on the halftime show. And he feels like that person is keeping him from getting into the kingdom of heaven. He says that viewing that particular halftime show put him in danger of hellfire. I think he needs to... Go back and read the Bible. He says that that halftime show was the equivalent of pornography, and he was never given the right not to watch it. He says, yeah, well, you didn't tell me I was going to watch it. You just brought it into my living room. You didn't tell me there was going to be a bunch of crotch shots. Were there a bunch of crotch shots? Oh, yeah. You you weren't watching? I was, but I don't remember the crotch shots. It was... Don't, uh, don't make me find the clips and show you. Why do you just tell? Just trust me. There were a couple that were... Like, like you thought it was too much? Oh yeah, in you, some respects. You did? Sure. Huh. Interesting. Not enough that uh, my salvation is in jeopardy, uh, Pastor. Maybe you should read the You're the what makes religion so awful for people. Like that's not how it works, man! Uh, he says it was a blatant example of how the NFL and uh, networks are anti-Christian and that he should be able to watch the Super Bowl without having things that conflict his values. So he says he wants to sue them for $867 trillion. That's honest to God what, what he said. $867 trillion. He has also since posted a follow-up video to his followers saying that he's looking for a lawyer who will help him file a class action lawsuit against Pepsi, the NFL, and his local cable company on his behalf. And that's what he's looking to do. So maybe you can jump on board, Big J, if you're so offended. Make it happen. No, I, I, I was not offended by it. I was just giving you the facts. You'll have to explain to me how, how that, even if it was a uh, interesting halftime show, how that prevents somebody else from getting into heaven. You know? Yeah, th- no, I don't. Okay. Other than the fact that he's some sort of got some weird Bible that I don't have. Bible. Well, uh, he's on the uh, the warpath, as it were. We'll see if this lawsuit comes to fruition. I'm not sure... He's going to get $867 trillion, even if he were to win. But I won't hold my breath. 
Well, I hope he gets some absolution somewhere or another. Mayhaps he will. Maybe go to confession or something. There's your We're Going to Hell story. We are going to talk with Joel Hodgson of Mystery Science Theater 3000 and MST3K Live, which is coming to the Morrison Center on Sunday. That's happening next here on the X-Rock. Metallica until it sleeps here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Big J, this job, the hours aren't great. Agree or disagree? Yeah, no, not uh, really. Pay isn't exactly something you would write home to your parents about, is it? Nope. And so there are some perks that go along with doing a radio show, however, and that would be, I think, uh, we've had a pretty good run of being able to talk to some people that we certainly look up to, yes? Oh, yeah. Some heroes of ours, people that we admire, uh, that we are fans that of. band we just played. Yep. Big J had a chance to talk to entire four members of Metallica, which is incredibly rare and something that he will uh, be very proud of for his entire career. And this is something that I'm proud of. My favorite television show of all time is Mystery Science Theater 3000. It still is. I uh, absolutely adore and, and love the show and uh, very excited that coming to the Morrison Center this Sunday is the live version of Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's called MST3K Live, the cheesy movie circus tour. It's happening at 7 o'clock at the Morrison Center on Sunday. Tickets are available now. We're going to give you a chance to win some a little bit later on. But the creator of Mystery Science Theater 3000 way back in the 80s, a gentleman named Joel Hodgson created a show, a puppet show, in Minneapolis, Minnesota that aired on a puppet public access channel and got picked up by then a very young comedy central and next thing you know the rest is history and so it is an honor and privilege to welcome onto the show to talk about the live event happening on sunday joel hodgson joel thanks for joining us this morning i guess the first question is this isn't your first time taking the show out on the road live what made you want to do that oh yeah man we you know we actually did our first mystery science theater live show almost 30 years ago back in minneapolis and that was like our first experience with it, and it worked so good. Um, I made a point of just, I made a mental note that I wanted to revisit it. And so this is our third national tour. It's the biggest one. It's uh, almost three times bigger than anyone we've done before. So it's a really big tour, and it's my final tour. So the, the tour will keep going after I'm gone, but we'll have uh, new hosts. You know, you know the uh, MS3K uh, fans. Uh, they've uh, they've come through more than a few times to show how much they love uh, you and the show and what it means to them. What's it like to get to 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 have that happen for you every night as you do this show and, and talk to those fans? I'm just super grateful. I mean, um, they're just the best, and they just have really responded the last four years with all the new content we've created. Um, we have 20 feature-length episodes on Netflix right now, and we're the third highest-rated show based on Rotten Tomatoes on Netflix right now. And a lot of that has to do with the fans because they brought us back and um, in a really big way with our Kickstarter we did four years ago. We did the world's largest Kickstarter for its time for film and video uh, because of the fans. So, again... We couldn't do it without him. Joel Hodgson joins us. He, of course, the host of Mystery Science Theater 3000. MST3K Live hits the Morrison Center on Sunday. This time around, Joel, we have some new faces along with you on that tour bus and on the tour. When it came to casting characters like Crow and Tom Servo and Gypsy and the rest for the actual uh, show, what went into who you picked to go on the road with you this time around? We've never done casting before. Um, Mystery Science Theater was always... I always just used people that I knew and 
people who are my friends who I thought were good. And um, this was the first time we looked, uh, we did the typical New York uh, stage casting drill. And, um, and uh, it was really amazing. Um, we've got brilliant people. And um, I just am frankly really shocked that they all are mystery science theater fans. <laughs> and so that was really amazing. So we basically, it's been really wonderful. They're, they're really amazing. They're all, you know, mostly in their early 30s. What do you think uh, it would be the, what's the bigger challenge? Is it putting together a, an episode of uh, MST3 uh, or is it doing the live version? You do have to think in terms of the context of uh, the live show when you make it, obviously. And, and we love doing that because Mystery Science Theater is really like a live TV show. I mean, it, everything's in camera and everything is produced very deliberately. We don't do very much in post. And so from its beginning, it's always been kind of like a live TV show. And so it, it translates really well to the stage. And we kind of don't do anything different than we would do for the TV show, except it's more theatrical. It's more deliberate. It's more about being in the room with people than the TV show, obviously. I'm going to ask you a real nerdy question here, Joel. Uh, I, I'm going to the show on Sunday. I'm very excited to see Circus of Horrors. I noticed that Circus of Horrors falls around just a bunch of No Retreat, No Surrender showings that you guys are doing. What went into you picking which movie gets shown at any particular stop? Was there any signs to it? Oh, yeah. Um, that works in a way. Um, we have two titles, and the way they sell the show is if we are to if we are in venues that might be you know they they kind of look at it like oh we don't want to run the same movie because we're close to another uh we're close to another venue so it was just a way to offer so the venues didn't feel like they were competing with each other. Very nice. I know this tour is running through uh, basically the beginning of next month, and I imagine then there's time for you to actually rest and relax after being on the road for so dang long. But then I guess what comes next for you as you look towards the future of MST3K? Oh, yeah, we're planning on making new shows, just like always, and, um, and we're going to, uh, you know... Probably, I don't know, we're really planning on doing, um, you know, we're really planning on doing more TV shows, so that's kind of what's next. Love it, love it. Well, listen, I, I am looking forward to Sunday. I'm not kidding when I said I bought tickets, they went on sale. I, I used my prowess to oh, grab first row seats. It's going to be great, and uh, I, I'm excited to see you guys here in Boise on Sunday. I've uh, been a fan of the show since I was uh, just getting into this business and a kid, so thank you for the inspiration. Thank you for the laughs. Thank you for oh, everything, Joel. Boy, and I, I will see you on Sunday, sir. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Big J, listen, odds are... You're not as good at multitasking as you think you are. The hell does that mean, pal? Specifically when it comes to when you're doing things and then also on your phone at the same time. Oh. Uh, University of Calgary has done a report and found that if you are in any way, shape, or form using your phone, you're probably not paying attention to the other thing that you were supposed to be doing, whether it's being a part of a conversation, uh, watching a television show, or even just walking. And they found that probably the most distracted part of it is when we're trying to do something on the street. 45% of pedestrians are significantly distracted by their phones when crossing a street in busy cities. And they predict that things will get worse. 
Since 2004, data shows injuries like walking into a pole or tripping and falling have increased 800% in pedestrian industry injuries, and almost 100% of those have to do with somebody being on the phone at the time. Like, you know, they're on their phone and they walk into a pole, or they're on their phone and they get tagged by a car, or they're on their phone and they fall into some sort of damn pit. Males under the age of 30 are the most likely to get into these kind of injuries. And so they're trying to increase awareness. You know, texting and driving and being on your phone and driving is a big point of order. Point in of the Treasure Valley here over the course of the last couple months. Point of maybe, order. Maybe walking and being on your phone or doing anything else and being on your phone should be something right. that people start paying attention to. Because an 800% increase in injuries is pretty significant, right? That is very significant. So just be careful, man. We talk about walking and chewing gum at the same time being difficult for somebody. Maybe walking and being on the phone at the same time is difficult. Hey, there was a huge trade in Major League Baseball yesterday. Mookie Betts, who is young, athletic, and also a former MVP, just got traded to the LA Dodgers for a package that includes a bunch of players I promise you you've never heard of. David Price, also a uh, member of the Red Sox starting rotation, traded to the L.A. Dodgers as well in the deal. So it's a pretty big deal for the Dodgers to pick up these two players, and we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe they'll have a puncher's chance now that people aren't stealing their signals. What do you think? Finally go over the hump for the Dodgers? Or no? Yeah, hopefully. Oh, you're a fan? Sure. Nice. I'm a fan of uh, baseball in general. Big J's lying to you right now. Jaguars announced yesterday the team will play two consecutive games at London's Wembley Stadium next season, which will be considered home games for the team. Jags, of course, have played a home game, at least one of them, in uh, London since 2013. And so we'll see where it goes from here, but now they're playing two in a row. Marilyn Manson is asking for your help, Big J. Will you please donate to a GoFundMe campaign set up for his touring basis, Juan Alderte? No. Why not? No, but I know he needs he needs help. It's unfortunate. Very sad. He suffered serious head trauma and other injuries in a bicycle accident last month. Manson posted a link to the GoFundMe page on his Instagram account asking for the help. He's looking for $250,000, the money going towards physical, occupational, and cognitive therapies, inpatient care, special medical equipment, and other expenses. Eldorante was injured near his home on January 13th. His wife took to social media to update fans, sharing the accident wasn't caused by other cars or people. She shared that her husband had suffered a TBI and had fallen into a coma. Of course, he was the previously the bassist in Racer X and the Mars Volta, which he joined in 2003, and was with it until they broke up in 2012. In November of 2017, he filled in for Manson, has been with uh, Manson's bass player ever since. So it's been a couple years that he's worked with Manson. Played here at the Knitting Factory, Big J. A couple of times over. Yeah. But not good enough to help, huh? Morning After with Nick and Big J. Nope. There's your important stuff. I got enough people to help around me. We'll see. We got some pop culture smackdown coming up. It's next on the X-Rocks. Here's traffic. Inside the Idaho Lottery Traffic Center we go. Brought to you by Volkswagen of Boise. Here comes CB. There's a crash on the inbound connector at the Franklin Road on-ramp. Those vehicles are on the right. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and up for grabs here this morning for Pop Culture Smackdown. We have Mystery Science Theater 3000 tickets happening at the Morrison Center on Sunday. And uh, at 7 p.m., it's going to be a lot of fun. We talked to Joel earlier, of course, the creator for Mystery Science Theater 3000. Cool dude, man. Yeah, he's very cool. Fellow Wisconsinan. Nope, he's from Minnesota. 
Oh, really? Yeah, Mike Nelson's from Wisconsin. Oh, whoops. Uh, good thing I didn't mention that in there. Yeah, good thing you didn't mention Rip Tracks or that. I stayed away. 208-287-1003, Allison Chains. If you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown, it's for these tickets. You have to swing by and pick them up so that you're ready to go for Sunday. Big J, any theme in your Pop Culture Smackdown No, today? and I think you'll run the table with these. Me? Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm not feeling very confident. Oh, good. Perfect. Yeah. Hello, the X. What up? What up, man? What's your name? Good. All right, good luck, man. What U.S. city is known as the biggest little city in the world? Uh, New York? Wrong. New York. Nothing little about New York. Nope. Hello, the X. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Hi. Here's Big J with a question for you. What U.S. city is known as the biggest little city in the world? Reno. Reno right. is correct. Uh, Nick, this actress, act, this actress <laughs> received an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actress in The Hateful Eight. Uh, I believe there is only one female in that movie, which would be Jennifer Jason Leigh. That's incorrect! Right. Dang, you're right. Oh! You're right. No, he got it right. I was messing with him. Uh, <laughs> what is the name of Elvis Presley's former home in Memphis, Tennessee? Graceland. Graceland right. is correct. Nick, what does GPS stand for? Oh no! Um, <laughs> is the last one system or satellite? I'm gonna say global positioning system. That is correct. Right. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> what word? What word is used as an international radio distress call? SOS. Yeah, I'll take it. You were looking for Mayday. Mayday, so yeah, I was looking for Mayday. Oh, That's okay. Uh, name the lowest grossing film of the X-Men franchise, Nick. Uh, now, this includes all of them. All of them. Uh, lowest grossing film, I'll say Dark Phoenix. Yeah, that's correct. Right. See, I told you, you're going to run the table here. Uh, which iconic structure began its construction in California in January 1933? Oh, Iconic structure. Um, the San Francisco Bay Bridge. It has a name. Mm. They call it something. The Golden Gate Bridge. There you go. Right. Okay. Ah, Nick, the fortune cookie was born in what U.S. city? Oh, how would I know this? Uh, San Francisco. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's correct. How dare you uh, mock it and then answer the question, you jerk. Um, <laughs> Just a guess. Which female singer released a song in 2013 called Wrecking Ball? Oh, um, Miley Cyrus. Right. Uh, Nick, how many feet are there in a fathom? A thousand. No. <laughs> Wrong. You don't know the answer? No, I okay. don't. Do you know? I think it's six feet. Yeah, you're right. Good job. Right. Good job. You earned <laughs> wow. it. Wow. Earned this. You well really played. Did. Mystery Science Theater 3000 live tickets are yours for Sunday. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're set and good to go there. It's a nice solid back and forth for Pop Culture Smackdown. We will do some headlines. That's happening next in the X-Rock. Headlines brought to you by the website GoTeamSaveMoney.com. That's a website for who, Big Jay? Team Mazda. That is correct. Check them out. And if you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, they have you covered. And make sure you're all taken care of regardless of what you need or want. That's how 
Mazda Subaru rolls. Headlines are as follows. Take that, quiet down, or nice scam, bro. Nice scam, bro. Some people will do most anything to get stuff for free. Authorities in Utah say that Ryan State recently admitted that he has freed mice and hamsters in his rooms at various hotels, then went to the front desk complaining about the critters and got in his stay for free. You see, you would bring oh, yeah. mice and hamsters in there like, listen, man, there's crap all over this room. What's going messed on? up, dude. Police say the ploy has damaged several hotel rooms. State faces five Class B misdemeanor charges with three counts of criminal mischief and two counts of theft by deception. Who knew that was a charge? I think they just make those things up whenever it suits them. Theft by deception? Sounds like the name of a good movie. Uh, and so now you know you can't just bring your own mice, let them around, and then try to get free rooms. But I'm wondering how they put it all together, right? Well, he must have been doing this uh, uh, often. Well, he's got five charges, but still you would have to change, like, you know, somebody would have to report that this is happening. Maybe there's, like, the hotel room message boards or something. Like, yeah, there's some sh- sort of hotel sleuth? Shared information. Like, like oh, I'm going to put this together. The, uh, the the board. I can only imagine the board, uh, the, the crime board that they had set up. Well, right, because, I mean, listen, if you're a hotel, you're not going to go around bragging that you had to give somebody a free room because there was a mouse in right, it. Right, who are you reporting to? Like, the, the, the board of executives of the trust of hotels? Well, of course. It's, uh... They call, they call Daryl Zero? It's the Illuminati. Take that or quiet down. Quiet down! Must have provided some pretty good comic relief for an otherwise tense situation. Police in Ottawa, Canada went into the woods because they got a call about somebody hearing a child screaming at the top of their lungs. They're like, oh god, oh no. So officers had to search in the dark for the kid, but it turned up nothing. They started knocking on neighbors' doors who had kids, and they could account for all of them. The father then noted, you know what, uh, my goat had been screaming a little bit earlier. He then said he found his, his, his goat with his head stuck in the fence. So he told the officers that, you know what, the sound of a goat could actually be mistaken for a child screaming. Officers then investigated and confirmed, you know what, that's what it was. The goat with his head stuck in the the, uh, the fence. <laughs> Made the sound of a child screaming. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, oh that well, sounds that, awful. that's good news at least. The goat's okay and there's no kid in the middle of the woods just screaming, right? Right. So it's a small victory, I suppose. Wrap it up with Take That. 68-year-old Pamela Carr had to be arrested by police on Sunday after she allegedly tased her husband a whole bunch of times after he told her he wanted a divorce. Police say the drama began in the morning after 73-year-old Thomas Burke told his wife he wanted to call it quits after nine years of marriage. Carr claims that she used her taser in self-defense, but uh, she cannot explain why she tased the poor man 17 times, Big J. That's a lot. Yeah, that seems dangerous. And so she has been charged with aggravated battery, as well as being barred from contacting Burke in the process of things. No wonder he wants a divorce, Big J. She's taser happy. That's not the secret to a good relationship, is it? No. Getting tased a whole bunch? Mayday. So you're justified in wanting your divorce. Starting over at 73 can't be easier either, Big J. No. Good luck finding a place. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Game. Okay, well, thank you very much. Right now on 100.3, the X rocks. Your chance to win a pair of 18 karat white gold earrings from Lee Reed, Idaho's diamond jeweler. They're worth $1,500 just in time for Valentine's Day. We're going to get you qualified right now if you want to play a game called The Dating Game. 208-287-1003. Big J will give you an event that happened 
on a particular date on a particular year. You have to figure out two out of three correct if another event happened before or after that original event. Does it make sense, Big J? Yeah. God, I hope Today's so. Today's going to be great. Let's go to the great. phones. Good morning, the X. Good morning. What's up, man? What's your name? Mike. All right, Mike. Good luck. Mike, on February 5th, 1967, actor Chris Parnell, voice of Jerry Smith on Rick and Morty, was born. Happy birthday, Chris, former guest. So here are your uh, events. You let us know if it's before or after this date, okay? Rick and Morty co-creator Dan Harmon, born before or after 1967? After. That is correct. He was born in 1973. That is one correct. You need one more. Was the voice of Rick and Morty, Justin Rowland, born before or after 1967? Before. Well, that uh, that one is after. It was 1980. Yet another chance here. Was Rick and Morty co-star and star of the sitcom Scrubs, Sarah Chalky, born before or after 1967? After. There you go. Good job, Mike. Congratulations. You got two out of three right. That's exactly what we need you to do to get qualified for that Valentine's Day earrings from Lee Reed. Hang on one second, dude. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're good to go. You should celebrate by watching Rick and Morty today. Oh, you're damn right I will. All right. Which episode? Uh, whichever ones I have available to me. You have them all available to you. No, I don't. Uh, some of the four, the, or the four season got scrubbed. From what? For my DVR by accident. Oh, somebody did that on purpose. Uh, no, they didn't do it on purpose. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We'll do some bad impressions on purpose next to the X-Rocks. Before or after? That is the question. With Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, we got some tickets to throw your way today. <gasps> Coming next week, this very day next week. At the Olympic venue, Blacktop Mojo coming back, man. Hey, our friends from the Free X Show series. Yeah, yeah, the uh, from Palestine, Texas. The the people that came in the studio and you almost smoked them out with the breakfast with Blacktop Mojo. <laughs> yeah, breakfast with Blacktop Mojo. Uh, <laughs> so they will be here. Uh, next Wednesday, we'll get you tickets to that if you can figure out uh, our bad impression. 208-287-1003 for these tickets. Big J has prepared three clues. They all revolve around somebody that is famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is, then guess what? You're going to a show next Wednesday at the Olympic venue on us. That's how we like to go. Let's hit up the phones. Uh, Good morning, The X. Hey. What's up, man? What's your name? Jay. All right, Jay. Good luck. I'm one of a few, if not only, members of SNL to then also be cast member on In Living Color. Uh, uh. I do a lot of voice work like Marty in the Madagascar movies, and I narrated the TV series Everybody Hates Chris. I mean, the show is literally about me. Oh, Chris Rock. There you go. Yeah, Chris Rock. That's Hang on one second. Jay. You're a confusing kid, oh. Chris Rock. Uh, what was clue three? I started a lot of movies with my buddy Adam Sandler, most notably Grown Ups. And why is Chris Rock in the news? Well, he's decided he wanted to take on uh, the movie series Saw, and so he is executive producing a new movie coming out called Spiral, which the uh, the trailer is out now starring him uh, and Samuel Jackson, and it's a different take. I watched the trailer. It looks very interesting. Yeah, it's like the police uh take on saw yeah it's more it looks to me i get more of a vibe of like seven than i do the typical you i know, think you're supposed to of saws yeah and um <laughs> they're the best part of the trailers is samuel jackson you don't want to play him. games mother bleepers he just swears that's all he does 
And uh, and it looks like it's a well, Chris Rock has said it's a reboot, so it's a retelling of the origin right. of all this kind of stuff. And so I imagine it'll be a different kind of take. But does it have your money? Yeah, man, I want to check it out. All right, he's in. We'll, we'll probably end up doing a morning after the movies podcast. Depends on, on what comes out with it, I guess. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next in the X Rock. Theory of a Dead Man, History of Violence, wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J on this snowy Wednesday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us on this fifth day of February 2020. We appreciate it. Thank you, especially tip of the cap to Joel Hodgson, he the creator of Mystery Science Theater 2000, for joining us this morning. Talk about Mystery Science Theater 2000 Live coming to the Morrison Center this Sunday evening. Very excited for that. We'll have more chances for you to win tickets throughout the entire week here on the morning after. And thank you, Big J for sacrificing your time and checking out a terrible Bruce Willis movie and telling us to avoid it. Yeah, 10 minutes gone. It's gone forever, the hour and a half the movie existed. More like 90 minutes gone. Uh, and so that's going to wrap it up for this particular Wednesday. Big J, you have the floor, sir. Yeah, I, th- I had to, you know, whenever I see a terrible movie like that, I have to follow it by watching a great movie. I watched Tron afterwards. Okay, the first one? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it oh, man, the graphics and, and, and whatnot... Uh, Boy, so bad in that movie. <laughs> but now it looks retro cool. Well, so I mean, it, it almost now, it, I think it, it has another life now if you go back and watch it. Did you watch the Tron now. sequel? Yeah, it was okay. Right. But I mean, like, the graphics were improved, but still kind of looked. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, a movie and a story that was way ahead of its time if you go back and you watch the movie and just kind of realize where we're at with society and uh, and what we do with computing. Well, and people are getting stuck in arcade games all the time. Yeah, they are. And they so really are. It makes sense why it's a time uh, tale for our time. So uh, make sure you get uh, Disney Plus, I imagine, right? Yes. That's where it was? Yes. Makes sense. Uh, tomorrow on the show, we will have additional chances to Mystery Science Theater 3000 Live tickets. We'll also talk a little bit about the fun that is getting you qualified for the dating game, with courtesy of Lee Reed, Idaho's Diamond Jeweler, as well. And Big J will have some gaming and tech news for you with the Nerd Alert. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by GoTeamSaveMoney.com. That is the website for Team Mazda Subaru. Go check it out for your next new or used car adventure. Jason Drew's up next. We'll see you tomorrow. See you, X-Rocks.